The gospel has been lost here. It is hidden amongst religious jargon and uh, cliches. Welcome to Updates from the Field, produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Welcome back to another edition of Updates from the Field. Today we're joined by Kyle McCartan, who is an Irishman who now lives and pastors a church in Finland. Kyle, how are you doing? Very well. Thank you, Jeff. Well, we might have some new viewers to Updates from the Field or to Heart Cry in general. So tell us a little bit about yourself and the work you're doing in Finland. Okay, Jeff, I'm, I've been living in Finland since 2000. Uh, I've married a Finnish lady in 1998. We moved here in 2000. So uh, my wife Sarah and I have six sons together. Um, I have been a believer since the 90s, 1990. Um, the church that I'm pastoring today, we planted in 2009. Wow. And uh, so this is its 12th year. Yeah. We um, are situated in the Swedish-speaking part of Finland. Finland has two national languages, Finnish being the, the, the major language, of course, and then the, the minority language is Swedish by the coast near Sweden, and that's where we're situated. Very nice. Now, there's been some exciting news kind of out of your church. You guys do a conference every year, right? And you just recently had another one. Tell me about that. Yeah, so our, our church hosts a summer conference every year. We've been doing it for the last six years, started in 2016. We launched the very first one with uh, Jeremy Walker. And so um, we started off very small. I think we had maybe 40 people at the first conference. Um, and now we're up into a hundred and something people. I think we originally before the Corona restrictions, we, we were bordering like 150 people from all over Finland, just from Finland itself. Wow. And if the Corona restrictions had been lessened, we could have easily gone through the 200 person barrier with people coming from all over Scandinavia, Norway, Sweden, People from the Baltic countries, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, people even traveling over from Russia. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been very exciting to see the growth happen. We, um, we called it the Five Solos Reformation Conference. So really what we wanted to do was to have it, the, the theme of our conference was Reformation for the Church. Uh, here in Finland, we don't really have a reforming movement. There's never been historically a reformed church or a Calvinistic uh, movement here in, in, in Finland. And so when we began the conference, it was with the ambition to begin a reforming movement. Um, and when we began, there was literally nothing in the country. We were the first ever to host this kind of conference. Um, you know, we wouldn't have been able to get more than 100 people. Again, we had not even really 50 people at the first conference. And so gradually we worked 
and the Lord moved, word spread, uh, and um, so, yeah. So we've been taking the five solas, the basic principles of Reformation or the Reformation. And so we worked every year. We've been going through those solas. And this year it was Christ alone. And we had uh, Benedict Peters from Switzerland come and teach us about the doctrine of Christ alone. And uh, it was wonderful. Really fantastic job. Wow. Now, so you talked a little bit about the history of the conference, how it's kind of grown. Mm-hmm. What kind of impact have you seen uh, outside of this conference, this conference taking place? And what kind of impact have you seen it take on in the church as a whole in Finland? Um, well, again, I, I, I don't want to speak too generally, right. but it's been very beneficial with it. Then, one of our partner churches so with Pastor Miska from Tampere, Grace Baptist Church. Um, they're one of the, the main churches that come up and participate in the conference. And their own um, church membership has benefited greatly. You know, we have people coming from all over, churchless Christians, one could say, people who don't have a congregation. And so they come to the conference, uh, and it may be the only time in the entire year where they're able to have fellowship with like-minded believers, where they're able to experience the reality of church. Like, Jeff, you and I come from countries that are very, we would say, uh, Christianized, free-churched. You and I know what it means to, to be a part of a congregation, part of a, the community of believers. But sadly here, with its nominal Lutheranism and its idea of state church, the idea of a free church or a fellowship as you and I would know it, has never really taken off, has never really taken hold. And so people sadly, have never really got to experience what it means to be part of a, of a, a real church. Mm. And so we offer that, that opportunity during the conference to come and be a part of the congregation of believers. Again, it's my church that hosts it. Everybody of the church is involved. We have 100% participation. Every member of the church is actively involved and our children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so we've seen a great blessing. Miscus Church has been blessed by it. One of the other congregations that participates now was actually birthed or partially birthed through those people coming to the conference. Wow. They gather together Um and uh, they left with the ambition to plant the church and have planted a, a church plant in, in a city called Juvisgula in the eastern part of Finland. So, yeah, so we're seeing we're, it's been a long, hard road, six years, but we're beginning to see more and more fruit. It, 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 the tide is turning. Um, when you think that we're working against 500 years of cultural tradition when we're working against 
already fixed ideas of what church is, what you have to have a long-term view for these kind of things. So slowly, 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 going for the tortoise, not the hare. Yeah. I mean, no, that's a great perspective, brother. It kind of reminds us of the blessing we have and the freedom that we mm. have in, in certain parts of the world, for sure. Now, let's just talk a little bit about conferences in general, because mm. I know you've probably wrestled with this idea. What is a good conference and what kind of damages can a conference have uh, if it's not managed properly? That's a really good question. I think, you know, when we look for what we, what we want, what our ambition is, how we would classify a good conference. Well, it's obviously one that when people leave, they leave with a good taste in their mouth. They leave with a greater ambition and enthusiasm and passion for Jesus Christ and his church. I often say that it's my desire for people when they come to the conference is when they leave, they don't leave with just a high that maintains them for a week or two weeks, but rather they leave with a, a higher view of God Amen. that it, they are inspired to live their lives to a higher standard for the glory of God, that they can witness what is possible for the church or for believers when, when we work together. My church is a very little church, but because we work in perfect unity with one another, with the same goal, we have been able to achieve great things. And uh, the benefits and the blessings and the fruits of that unity and of that same goal will last for years to come and perhaps into eternity. So when, we, when people come to the conference, when, when we... We have a conference. We desire people to be inspired, maybe better. Um, certainly to, to work on that grace. We have noticed that sometimes people come with, with baggage and uh, they, they desire to have debates, perhaps is a polite way of saying that. And all too often there can be an ungracious behavior. And so we desire, when, if, when, when that happens, we desire to, to answer with grace, salt with light, and help people to bless them, to increase them. So, yeah, the negativity, I think a bad conference would be one that is partisan, mm. that, is, that beats its own drum, that is full of hobby horses in that sense, where you have your own... <sighs> personal preferences that you want to see happen or the things that you know that you personally are are enthused about and you try and impress those upon upon the people at the conference uh, our conferences are not about our church it's not about a calvinistic or a reforming movement it's about jesus christ it's about lifting him up it's about demonstrating our love for him through our love for the people of, of Finland. Amen. So, yeah. 
No, that's good. Well, appreciate your time spending with us, Kyle. Uh, how can the church in the U.S. pray for the church in Finland and you specifically? Certainly. Um, first and foremost, pray that the Lord gives us open doors, that we would be able to preach the gospel boldly. The gospel has been lost here. It is hidden amongst religious jargon and uh, cliches. It has been watered down by liberalism and postmodernism. What is truth? It has been reduced to find spiritual laws like everywhere else, and it has been lost. And people have become inoculated against the gospel somehow in some way. The message doesn't penetrate their heart. I've done that, people say, or I am a good Christian, though they have no faith in Christ. Pray that the Lord should give us open doors and that when we do communicate the gospel, that those words, the truth about Christ, would penetrate to the heart of those people and that they would be able to break free from the cultural bondage that so confines them and contains them. I have talked to so many people here and they come this close. You know, that you, you, you can sense the spirit of God at work. And yet it seems sometimes that the fear of man holds them back. They're afraid of what their parents might say or their grandparents. What will my neighbors say? Please pray that the Lord should move in people's lives and that it will be a new life for them. Please pray for the church, that the Lord would, not just our church, but the church in Finland, the reforming movement, and that we would have unity. We are a very, very young movement. And a good friend of mine who's a Pentecostal pastor, he said to me, you know, I don't think that there's anything more attractive in this world than a reforming church. He said that he would happily pastor a reforming church because of the maturity of the believers. Mm. And sadly, I see that. I see a lot of men who don't actually have the same convictions that we ourselves would have when it comes to doctrine. But because of the uh, conditions of our people, they would happily move in. And that waters things down. So please pray that the Lord would preserve us from hungry, vicious wolves and from men who would raise up from within us to try and promote themselves. And please pray for us that that, uh, the Lord would be glorified here in Finland, that in the next 50 years we would see a transformation, that God would move, that here in Finland where the free church, the non-state church, is only a fraction of the population, less than 2 3%, hmm. that in the next 50 years God would do a revival, a mighty move, transform and change the land from being a nominal Christian country to being a country that is truly Christian 
that is filled with believers. He can do it. We've seen him do it in histories. We've seen him do it in the past. We know that he can do it again. So please, please, please pray for us. Once again, Kyle, thank you for spending some time with us. And thank you for watching. Continue to pray for us. Continue to pray for the church in Finland. God bless. Thank you for listening to Updates from the Field. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about Heartcry Missionary Society.